I I got a oh 5:30 visit from the youngest one who same who had maybe a nightmare, maybe just kind of got lonely laying there in bed and then proceeded to lay in my bed and just sneezed for like 20 straight minutes. <laughs> same, except for the sneezing, he just rolls over and like kind of slaps you with one of his limbs. As he tosses back and forth. I can't even tell you the last time one of our progeny was in a bed in our bed. It's rare over I, here. It, it, it's Have gotta I talked to, been at least at least five years. I know I've brought it up on at least one episode before, but with the first one, man, I was very much you are not going to sleep in our bed. I was you we will die on this hill. And with the second one, man, the campaign that he came with, just completely. Future salesman, his. future sales yes. executive, President's Club, 100% club. The persistence, I feel like we were being flanked on all sides on all nights. Well, I'm not talking about like sleeping in the bed. That was, you, you might as well burn my house down. That's never happening. But when Layla was little. She's the oldest one for those not keeping score. But when she was like two-ish, she would get up, not super early, but she would get up, say, like 6.30. And let's say Courtney and I weren't ready to wake up yet. She would just crawl in the bed and just lay there between us and just kind of lay there and just sort of wait until there was a, a companion to get her breakfast and do stuff with. And she did that almost every day for, I don't know, maybe a year or so, but the younger one, man, I don't know if she ever really even did that. That's, that's, uh, speaking of. Quiet. You sent the room. Yeah, if you're going to be in the hallway, just be quiet. Human dad's 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 for the Human Dads Podcast. Did he come in? Yeah, like ask, whisper quiet. Should I be loud or should I be quiet? Can we that's, uh that's, that's what he said? It's <laughs> oh, awesome. How can we how can we hit the intro? After you say after you say if you're gonna be in the hall, just be quiet off mic. I want the intro to hit right after that. And done. Because that's Jeff, it's time to go, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have a second candidate for off mic intro. Usually, the intro works the essence well of being if, a dad. The the intro works well if if the thing that leads us into it is the thing that also brings us out of it. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, like if I if I tell Shep to quiet down and then we come out of the intro and I'm still talking about Shep quieting down, 
works it makes it, the combo yeah. seem a nice little sandwich yeah i do Ooh. like that he walked in and asked what would you I be, what would you prefer what level of quietness would you like me at this moment he just said how quiet should i be should i be this quiet or can i talk louder no, just I'll be question. real quiet. Well, I'll give him a little credit there for being um for trying to be courteous. I mean, he's also doing a little bit of a of a bit, but I also think he was masquerading it in look how uh look how courteous I'm being, which again brings us back to I will sleep in your bed this morning. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I will stay but in here by for this the morning, next I mean two hours thirty before you oh shit. Well, I mean, it's morning. That's where you you usually lose is like at two thirty. It's not if that it's we like six. Somehow... No one cares. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that. We somehow couldn't get on, get over that. It was the the two thirty, and it's not even the bad dream. He didn't even say stuff like I'm having a bad dream. He just, oh, Dad, I want to snuggle you up. Mom, I want to snuggle you up. He came in at four o'clock in the morning the other day, and the first thing he says to Molly is, "I ate a jalapeno." Like, how do you? How do you just go back to sleep after? Like, how do you even <laughs> rebut him to be like, go back to your room, dude? It's four o'clock because you're wondering now. Do you have did he? Like, but did, did you, you have, have one now, or did? Are you saying you yeah. had one yesterday? Did you really go into the kitchen and bite a jalapeno? Do we even have them? I'm not sure. Did he unscrew the jar of the the sliced ones? Yeah, well, it is funny. It's objective. It yeah, funny. she's right. She's I mean, right. Yeah, that's what that's what would derail me is I would get to laughing and then you know. By then, your resistance. I just ate a jalapeno as the intro to your two o'clock in the morning conversation is a funny, is a funny moment. But in in the moment, you can't appreciate that. And I really think it was a setup because, like I said, he told her that, and I was kind of just groggy in and out of it. And then I think he hit her with the ah, gotcha. Oh (laughs) yes, hilarious. It's like four o'clock in the morning. There's no getting at four o'clock in the morning. No, your audience I, isn't engaged. They're not ready to respond I'm to dealing, your bit. I'm dealing with some other nighttime issues from the oldest one, the thirteen, the now thirteen year old. He's doing the bit now where my wife, in an attempt to like kind of keep the mornings going a little easier, is like packing lunches at at night so that when they wake up, they grab their lunch, get out the door. My oldest will go in there in the middle of the night at some point and just eat his entire lunch. Sleepwalk? No, no. He's awake. He's doing... He just... He's not the smartest. You know, there's hormones happening at 13. You're just really dumb. 13-year-old boys are dumb. Just really dumb. And I guess he thought... I think he's just expending a ton of calories with his new football routine and he needs to eat more before he goes to sleep i like uh, and we've told him that we, we've we've we're like hey here's all i mean any whatever you want for dinner let's do it he doesn't eat but then he'll he'll get up in the middle of the night go into the kitchen and just slam down his lunch and then and then he had the audacity at one point to tell us no nah, i don't Make know two. who did that oh <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I don't know, Dad. Was that you? I, and I it's like it's know. like okay, bro. I'm at a so loss. <laughs> let's think about what you're implying. If you're saying you didn't eat it, you're either implying that one of your younger siblings did it, which isn't completely impossible. 
but highly but unlikely. Incredibly unlikely, yeah, yeah. Or your parents are lying to you, right. which is even less likely and also not a nice thing to imply. Or three of three, someone came into the house from outside who we do not know, and all they did was eat your lunch, which is the worst outcome of the three. So let's think about what we're talking about. Oh, here. no, you got you got one of those attic people. He's he's they live there he, with you and you don't know. <laughs> it. He's very he's in a stage right now and you guys will experience this, maybe not as much with the girl. I hope. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> but he's at a stage when he's kind of he understands the concept of like manipulation more than ever. Like kids kind of have it at like a very uh i don't know <laughs> well they have it at like a survival level when they're younger like it's 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 just sort of part of their natural like it's it's how they get things done that that level of manipulation now he he kind of knows what he's doing uh especially with the lying but but he's also he he doesn't like you can tell he doesn't like it like he'll lie but then he'll immediately backtrack and I'm he's like, not super committed to it He's not, not. No, it t- it takes me like asking twice, and he'll go, "All right, yeah, I I I ate my lunch." Or the night he snuck into the room and grabbed his cell phone so he could sit in the, in the middle of the night and like watch YouTube videos or something. And I'm I'm like, "Did did you sneak into your room and grab your phone last night?" No, 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 I don't. I'm like, "Oh, okay. So did you sneak into your room last night?" No, I don't. I don't think so. Dude, did did you sneak in and get your phone? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's exactly how the conversation goes every mounts time. A, mounts are really uh, a really strong defense there. Could I uh, share you, with you how the four-year-old, um, the one who came in and asked how quiet he should be, uh, doesn't seem to have that level of consciousness? Who will... You'll say, go to the bathroom, wash your hands. He will walk directly into the bathroom, flush the toilet, turn on the sink, walk right back out, and look you right in your eyes and say, yeah, I went to the bathroom. I washed my hands. That is Maya Rowe, 100%. So this is an older – our kids are close in age, each of them, and they all are also – the distance between them is similar. And so it's real interesting to hear you talk about Shep and Sage versus Maya and Layla because it's a lot of the same parallel stuff. And Maya will lie or, well, she's gotten better because we started, well, she's older now, you know, she's almost seven. We started having to like punish just for funny little lies because we're like, you just can't just make shit up. Like, it's not okay. I mean, even though we, you see us kind of smirk and you read the room and you know, it's not really that big of a deal, but like, you can't just lie about petty stuff. Uh, You know, like we know you're the only one that used that bathroom and you didn't flush it. So why are you lying to us about not flushing the toilet? Just like for real, there's 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 physical evidence here. We'll walk right out, look you in your face and be like, yeah, I went to the bathroom. I washed my hands. And then under scrutiny, he'll turn it around on you like, (laughs) Dad, why are you saying this? Like, I. Why are you saying I didn't do it? And then make it seem like you like you're the bad person. Do you ever get the one it's, where it's a little scary? Although he's he's still young enough, so you're not you're probably not sending him off to go bathe himself we necessarily have a of times solo. 
Oh, so you're well, getting. I was about to say. You might be getting to that point, but with Maya, she'll come down just dry as a bone, and we'll be like, "Well, but did you shower? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you're. It, it, well, you didn't tell me to. Or, <laughs> yes, you. We you didn't did. Say I had the, to wash myself when I showered. During the point where you weren't listening is when we told you to, and then after that, you just defaulted to the answer we wanted to hear <laughs> without considering what we would see to help us interpret your answer. Now, it's a shame that, for many reasons, it's a shame that Bill Cosby happened. But you remember the the bit that he had where his he said his son he would send him up to uh, take a shower and he swear he just turns the water on and then just walks around the tub without yeah. actually getting wet. Do you guys remember doing the same? I I vividly remember being a kid and lying, and and I I remember actually I remember kind of being a pretty prolific liar to my parents, but but never about like serious stuff. Like I was a pretty straight laced kid like i didn't get into trouble and i didn't sneak out or anything but i remember doing exactly stuff like that like hey did you take a shower i'd turn the water on not take a shower and walk out like i remember i very vividly remember doing that stuff i really don't I, i'm not I, saying i didn't do it i just don't remember uh ever lying about those kinds of things i think i think maybe as it relates to the um like, uh, hey, did you eat everything but like three chips and put the bag back in there? Was that yeah. was that you? And and you're like, no, that wasn't. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> who do, who would do that? We're all in agreement. That's a bad thing. I I didn't do that. What that kind of heathen you. would have so little consideration for everyone else in the home? Maybe I remember those uh, kind of lies. I don't ever remember uh, having the problem with, hey, go take a shower. You smell like outside um maybe my parents could tell you otherwise but i don't ever remember having the the hang up that a lot of kids have with uh shower time yeah why time or whatever why are we so averse to just getting clean and then it's not like it takes forever i was an only it, child it, so i couldn't deny if the chip bag was depleted there was no you know i don't so i i think I, that was a, the landscape was a little different for me I have a very vivid memory, though, of when um, the house that my parents live in now, they've lived, they built it in 1984. My dad does construction, so he like built it. You know, he hired the subcontractors and he just did it all himself over the course of several months in between work. And uh, which is what you can do when you're like 26 or seven and have all that energy. You know, he we talked about having kids when you're young. There you go. Um, but I remember I was there. It was just he and I randomly on a day the house was almost finished and he was flashback to 1984 or 85 whenever this would have been he was filling up a waterbed and so he had a garden hose through the window filling up the waterbed in the other room and it ran through my room and i'm in my room just you know being a kid doing kid shit uh and it's just the two of us and he's somewhere off in the house working on something you know probably tired of shit and I, uh, I kinked the water hose and left it there and then went away and did my thing. And then uh, I overhear him saying, oh, how'd this hose get kinked? Because he's I'm four and he's obviously suspecting that I did it because I'm a kid and he's an adult. So then, you know, a few minutes later, I went back and did it again. 
and he's did you kink the hose and i'm like no and he was like i just remember the most vivid image of him getting right down at my eye level and being like don't lie <laughs> like and i yeah. was like scared you know because i was like he got right down in my face and you know come to think of it well if there was no one else to blame it on so of course yeah, what i've never forgotten that moment were. yeah i've never forgotten that moment so i hope one of those sticks with this freaking catch me if you can leonardo dicaprio starter set we got over here because he seems to be committed to the bit in a way that is uncomfortable for me at this moment it's funny though yes yeah it is i mean it's hilarious and <sighs> you, we have that you same like problem. to think that it's uh it, you know, maybe a bit sociopathic but if you can you know kind of harness that talent to never show your cards if you don't hurt um, people with it and you're just then it's kind of a, it's like a skill you know, there's some positives to be had, uh, certainly, but you know, that line is pretty thin there. Um, but the, the other part of it too, is like, it's just the common issues that you deal with when somebody lies, like now you don't know what to believe, like not just about bathroom or shower time, but like any of it. So it's fun though. I, ultimately it's fun, but it's getting to that point where you're like, dude, Oh, yeah, your, your vocabulary is expansive now. You know a lot of words. You you have relationships out in this world. You know we can't just we can't just lie, buddy. We can't we can't just be telling <laughs> lies. Yeah, it'll only be fun for a little while longer, and then it'll I become have to be problematic. Yeah, because he tells these big stories about school too, and you're like, I want to believe you because this sounds not great. But I don't know, man. It's it you, seems like a pretty big story. He's he's got a pretty. It seems like he's got a pretty high kind of emotional IQ at the moment. He just seems like that kind of kid. Have you had like the conversation about? Hey, here's how lying kind of makes us feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, I've talked about how we we might let the kids use salty language around us. We're pretty. Um, um intentional with the uh we don't need to cover everything up we don't need to wipe everything sweep everything under the rug for the sake of like maintaining innocence and in, in everything like i get that it's uh something probably typical that a lot of kids do it's a, a boundary understanding it's a what can i get away with what can i not get away with um but we tell them like look i and i talk to the way i'm talking to you right now is a lot of the ways a lot of the time how I talk to him, I don't, you know, necessarily get over to him and give him cuddly voice and, hey, listen, bud, what happens when you tell a lie? Is that yeah, you don't do no, it I in like, like children's TV. I, I tell him straight yeah. up, dude, listen to me. I ask you a question and you don't tell me the truth. What do you think is going to happen next time? You think I'm going to believe you next time? And, you know, he kind of gets that sheepish, like, Okay, but then, like, you know, two days later, no, I'm not the one who, yeah, it, I don't know. Like I said, it's fun right now because he's four. Uh, but then you hear stuff about school, and you're like, Shep, did that really happen? Well, that's what that I'm saying. Really it... happened? We might need to make a call. Yeah. And he's that's... looking at you like, dude, I said it happened, so it happened. And then, like, a day later, he's like, that didn't happen. Oh, 
that's what I'm saying. It's a bit on the edge of like, yeah, we're really cultivating a a, a bad skill here. So there's that. Kids are kids are great, you know. They are. It's awesome. Just, yeah, they're just so the truthful. Other, they're so truthful. But the the other <laughs> thing that messes you up is the other one that we made might fall apart if she had to carry that for 24 hours oh dude the difference between boys and girls is immense it's it's a it is a the widest gap in in the parenting world because i'm the same like my daughter the the amount of emotion that can pour out of her at any given moment the amount of like internal feelings that she struggles with constantly Versus my son, who just could not. I, I do have one sensitive boy. The other kid, there is no amount of conversation. There's not one thing that I could say to him. I could say, and I would never say this because I don't believe it, but I could say, dude, you were a massive mistake. I would obviously never, but he it would not phase him for a second. He'd be like, all right, cool. We'll see ya. Versus my daughter would be in therapy for doesn't matter, Dad. You're still years. responsible for the bills. Yeah, yeah. It's a, he is he he is a psychopath. He's the one that 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 I'm absolutely worried about being a full on alcoholic at some point. That makes sense. He may be we, one right uh, now. <laughs> we we went through a phase with the other one where they don't necessarily when they are so emotional and they carry so much right they don't necessarily i don't think they have a grasp or like a threshold for what other people are carrying so they just start to get to where they feel bad about everything and we were going through a phase where she was just coming up and sharing like hey listen i couldn't sleep i was at school yesterday and Tasha, whatever the kid's name is, showed me her artwork. And I said it was pretty, but on the inside, I was just thinking, it's such horrible art. It's so ugly. And I feel so bad for having that thought. That's the exact template like, of the oldest we have. The exact template. It's like, it's like five o'clock in the morning and you're like, dude, this is keeping you up? Like this is woken you out of your sleep? To the point where you couldn't care and that i'm not kidding that went on for like two months about a million things like that and i you know i was uh present for probably about 10 percent of it but this was during time where kids were home while molly was working from home and she's telling me you know 10 times a day she just came in and said this and it's all stuff like that it's all your normal thoughts right all your normal thoughts that you have and maybe even some stuff that you said that you didn't have ill intentions, but they just don't know how to to kind of manage and judge their own thoughts or like kind of be kind to themselves. Like just because you have a bad thought, you didn't necessarily share it. You, you didn't necessarily hurt anybody's feelings, but you had the thought and they're just made uncomfortable by the, the, the thought that they would even have that thought. They're like, she was just so many times she was like, I don't even know why I think like this, you know? and. You're just like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, but um, it's part of being human. Yeah, it's going to be like that for a long time. (laughs) Let me let me break it down for you. here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're making the right decision by not saying this stuff. 
but I don't know how to get you to not have the thoughts. No, that's going to be a thing for pretty much ever. And then you're going to start making those thoughts funny. And then you're going to have a harder time keeping them in, but it's still good to keep them in when, or, you know, you might just start getting completely disabled by those thoughts and, you know, feel even more horrible. You know, it goes that way too for people. You hope that somebody encounters a sense of humor in order to deal with their internal dialogue. That's not appropriate for the rest of the world, but you know, that's not everybody's path or they start a podcast. That's right. Or uh, that's right. Look how good we turned out. mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of things I don't want to say out loud, I'll save it for the end. Um, no, nothing. I mean, I'll save it for after we're done. I already texted you guys. Not trying to hurt anybody's feelings right now. Yeah, yeah. Listen to some podcasts this week by some podcast purveyors. Made me question my own existence as a podcast human being. But uh, yeah, look, the barrier to entry is zero. You know. And that's a good that's thing. A- it's a good thing. And it's a, not always a good thing. And I don't know. I think uh, I think I'm actively getting worse at this as time goes on. But, uh, you know, to the four people that are still listening, thanks for rocking with us. Appreciate you. I think we get better, but I I can understand why you might feel like we're getting worse because it just gets more natural. And like, no, less- no, no. I didn't say we. I. I feel like I, oh, I don't, I don't you guys, think so. you guys are steady as shit. You have your good moments and come up with funny things and, and, and it's all good. I've, I just know that, you know, in 2005 and six, I did one. And then, so here's the 2010 thing. to 2015, I did one. And then now we've been doing this for about a year and a half. And with each iteration, I feel like I'm less and less. Here's uh, the thing. I I'm not talking about any specific podcast. Um, but I listened to, I'm going to say three this week, right? And I thought they were of such quality that it made me think that if those people were self-aware enough, they wouldn't be speaking into microphones, asking people to listen. And then the self-doubt. Then the second thought was, creeps in. (laughs) well, if they're not self-aware enough at all, what makes you think you're so self-aware? Exactly. How, how is it that, that you just deny the possibility that you also sound this horrible and you're asking people to listen to it? I'm not fishing for compliments. This is I not am. a confidence thing. This I is not a, Okay, Jason needs that. We've talked about this a number of times. Jason really appreciates the external validation that you, the listener, might be able to supply. And it's an understandable thing, and I think it's, it's great that he's aware of that. Um, I enjoy it, but I, that's not what I'm fishing for. What I'm all I'm saying is that after listening to a couple of these different podcasts, I was thinking, you know, if I sound that bad, I guess I just don't know it. And who's going to tell you? I just want to make sure that I really know how to to, spot it in my own content. To to what I was about to say to you is maybe in 2005, you didn't even give it a second thought. So you sounded great. And in 2010, maybe you gave it maybe a little bit more of a thought but you still sounded great and now you're able to be reflective and self-aware you know are you saying i've grown up maybe because i but i don't know i wasn't listening in 2005 and i wasn't listening uh i'm trying to think when was the second one rylan 
probably from I listened for sure in 2011, 2012 and probably yeah. 2013. It moved and, it, it petered out in like 15. Well, I one I think Jason and I are maybe more compelling than your co-host, but y'all had a pretty straightforward topic. Yeah, and, and so, I could prep. Yes, if, you know, my prep was better, you know, because I didn't have kids. Well, for a lot of them, I didn't have kids or I had little kids. And I would actually bring – I think I do better. This is my apology to everyone involved, the co-hosts, the listeners, the, the guests, everyone. I do better when I think about what my thoughts are going to be before I say them. And uh, we – for what we do here, we do a little of both. You know, sometimes we talk about it before and sometimes we don't. And I notice – because I think, geez, Ryland, why did you say those things in that way? You could have thought about it for two minutes ahead of time and, you know, done it better. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's just being uh, capable of more, you know, self-reflection, whatever. Just to do a little quick callback real quick. I don't know if anybody heard the loud noise off mic. Remember the little kid that came in here and said, how quiet should I be? <laughs> just alerted the house that he is done with a bowel movement and he needs some assistance. Well, so, in his good, defense, good work, how, champ. how else? It's not like he has a, a, an intercom system right next to the toilet. I mean, he's he got to fi- texted one of us. Yeah, could have texted. Uh, do you guys have a, have a setup uh, for obviously, you know, um, Jason's oldest, he's old enough to really be in this and we're, we're in the in the in the middle, or at least we are. And Brad, you're just just behind us a, a tiny bit. But we now have this, a setup. At least when the kids are at home and on Wi-Fi, they can text on their device, and it just shows up on my phone or Courtney's phone as coming from Layla. Maya never never really uses it because you know she's even though she's in first grade, she's like, "What me read spell what? And is this homework? You know?" But <laughs> Layla has gotten over the last couple of years and you know, she's in fourth grade now. So over the last couple of years, she's gotten more into texting us and we'll text back and forth. Or like if she's upstairs, I'll FaceTime her and say, Hey, do the such and such before you come downstairs or whatever. Well, last night we were, and we went out for dinner with some friends and we were coming home and it was about 10 o'clock. So the girls were probably pretty close to going to sleep for a Friday night. And Layla texted Courtney and the text was just Maya is being a big jerk. And that was it. <laughs> Jason, do your kids text you? Or uh, you know, the big player in my so no, not really. Uh, my kids' devices don't have that capability for the most part. Uh, or we haven't utilized it if they do. We the big player in my house is the Amazon Echo dots that are scattered throughout and yonder. Uh, there's one. On. And... There's blood, guys. Y'all, y'all keep going. There's, there's oh. blood. I'll, I'll be back. Dear man, some dad stuff is happening real hard right now. The last thing that you want to hear, yeah, is a bowel movement and some blood. If you go into that room to just do whatever you normally do every day, you don't want any, any variance at all on what you normally do every day. Absolutely, there's some variants that we're willing to accept because because it's uh, you know not too shocking. That that is not one yeah. that you're that's not, not doing that. So, do your kids spend a lot of time trying to manipulate Alexa? Oh my God! Is that where? Oh, she just lit up. Alexa, stop! Sorry. It, it's I have one over. It's here. one of the biggest bits that my kids have. No question. It 
they they now know what emojis make certain sounds they know funny stuff that they can ask alexa they they have uh everything okay bud he came back quick so i think we're doing okay everything is okay but when mom knows we're doing a podcast in the other room mom might refrain from saying oh no there's blood oh my god what did we do there's blood and turned out somebody stubbed their toe enough to make their like nail bed bleed oh yeah been there so. that happened to me a few weeks ago because layla just straight up stepped on my toe and one of my little toenails and one of my little toesies bent back and i was Dude. like oh my god you just disabled your dad you weigh 50 pounds and you just figured out how to disable your dad apparently he wasn't aware of it though so there's like oh, a blood yeah. trail going everywhere floor yeah let me let me oh. tell you about how sensitive my daughter is and how anxious she is. I think she's serious. She's got some definite anxiety issues. But uh, my oldest son, I don't think I told you guys this. He had a he had an ingrown toenail situation. I don't know if you've ever dealt with an ingrown toenail situation, but if I'm actually if quite the expert on those. Sadly. Okay. Yeah. If you're a it kid, started happening the exact same time when I started playing athletics in middle school. Yeah, maybe I couldn't size my shoes right, or they were too big, and my foot was moving too much, or they were too tight. But yeah, it's it started happening that exact exact same day. I think I had to go for at least two or three of them to be surgically helped. Okay, yeah, he had to get one surgically removed too. Well, my daughter, for for whatever reason, has potentially has one too. But the idea of it is like freaks her out every single day. So she, no one can touch it. No one can talk about it. We can't. We can't discuss what what the potential solutions are. We can't look at the, like it has to be. She cannot face the fact that she potentially has an ingrown toenail, which is the wrong way to deal with everything in life that that is a potential problem. Uh, but um, like that, the idea of of putting it at the forefront of her mind, like absolutely throws her for a loop. So I live uh, this life. I, I know which, this which life. Which one's like that? The the daughter. Okay. We had to we had to go get uh, flu shots earlier this week, and it was a large topic of conversation for multiple days leading up to it. And when we got there, we got to get out of the actual shot and do the spray. She was. That's that okay. Anxious. Oh, is it like a nasal spray? Yeah, that's really okay. fascinating to me that that's didn't, like a new didn't technology. Relieve Still oh, didn't yeah. relieve any of the uh, anxiety around it to the point to where we we even pulled back on the first spray. We even even had to had to reapply bob and weave here, like like Shane Mosley was trying to throw one at our head. Dude, there are times the the oldest is certainly the one that's a little more on the anxious side here too. There are times when I'm like, if you will just let me spray this in your nose, your life will get so much better. And she she's grown out of. She's pretty cool with shots now, uh, but man, nose, forget it. The, the little one that's, that's doesn't, the, doesn't really that's bother the her that much. That's the more messed up thing here. That's the more messed up thing here. She does the Flonase seasonally oh. here. Well, you and, got her. You already the, got the her on my is, stuff. That's all right. Yeah, another convert. The, just a, a heads up. So you can request it. So especially if you go early in the flu season, you can request the nasal spray for your child if you get your child flu shots, right? You can request the nasal spray, but you should know that when you go in, the nasal spray is packaged in like a syringe. So it looks mm. shot. It looks like needle 
syringe shot esque, right? Like the, the what fifty year old white guy system. thought that was a good idea? The, I don't know. So it's, we we as it pertains to medical, we often we we should probably leave the uh, the uh, Asian and South Asian uh, responsibility in there as well, because I don't know where this thing is made, but um, they it looks like a shot. You know, but it doesn't have uh, a needle coming out the end. It's just a little open circle, and, and you push it real fast, and it goes. Um, but it it is. I think it's a. I mean, obviously, it's a better alternative than a shot. But if you don't really know the situation, and you walk in and they pull it out in the little uh, hyper sealed package, you know, the sterilized sealed package. And that's what shots look like to you. I can understand the confusion, but I don't know. Maybe when you see your four-year-old brother go through it and he doesn't bat an eye and he's like, oh, it's like snow spray at night. Maybe at that point you should yeah. understand we're not on the roller coaster you think we are. There's always a point, though, where you, you logic doesn't work anymore until they're already calmed down out of the out of the scenario, as you're well aware. It took us with, with Layla, it took us at least a couple years of fighting against that to finally realize if she's freaked out, we can't speak logic to her to bring her down out of the moment. We have to just kind of let the storm pass and then recap with logic after the fact. Cause at that time it's like logic. You want me to think logically? No, we're not doing we, that. Uh, to tie the two combos together here, this, this logic point you're making and then to go back to do your kids text, uh, we got Sage an iPad, I don't know, or Santa got Sage an iPad last year, year before last. She's wow. had access to an iPad for the better part of two years. And I like to see uh, that contract. Within the last year, it's, it's it's such a wonderful contract that my wife has. Um, the uh, Within the last, call it year, she started FaceTiming, and she can FaceTime a couple of friends, mainly family members, and she'll she'll do like the video messages to Molly, or now that she can read and uh, figure out text, she will just send a text from the bedroom out to the living room because there are times where we tell her something like, "Hey, we're watching a show out here that we don't necessarily want want you walking in on the details of because it's one, it's bedtime, and we know how stuff sticks with her." So you don't want to present anything traumatic right around bedtime, right? And two, we also know that just in general things stick with her. So we don't want to wind up having it. It's not the explanation of like something, oh, there's going to be naughty words. But it's the explanation of like whatever traumatic might be happening on the television. We don't want to have to have that sitting with her, right? So she will text. She'll be like, I'd like to come out there and ask you a question. <laughs> and so you'll be like, okay. And she'll be like, I don't know what television, I don't know what TV show you're watching. I'd like to come out and get a, a drink of water. <laughs> so we get those kind of texts. Or she's very loving and she'll just say, I just wanted to tell you you're beautiful, mom. Like she, Man, she I need that, that in my life. Stuff. My kids just absolutely roast me 24 7 i get I mean, hairline discussions i get oh I get. all they do is talk about is talk about dad doesn't have hair and oh dad's, my god dad's head's greasy 
it's not it's all not this kind stuff, of stuff dude my yeah. kids are like my kids are like triumph the the insult comic dog all the time and i can't i, I don't I don't want to say that he's not kind, but he's not, he's not, he's, he's not like his sister in that he's like the sweetest, kindest. She is always checking in on your, excuse me, your emotional state. She's always checking in to see how you are, you know, always, I come in here and do the podcast. She always tell me, always tells me, have a good radio. She's just always checking in with you. Right. And the other day, I'm walking around out in the backyard trying to get stuff done, and a lot of times Shep will just follow me around because he like he's interested in whatever I'm trying to fix, right? And he asked me, I, I was telling him, I was like, "Hey, bud, I think tomorrow we're going to get a haircut." And he was like, "Dad, how come you don't ever get a haircut?" I said, "Cause I, I do my own." And he stops for a second, and I've told, I think I've said this a number of times on the podcast where he says stuff like, "I wish you could grow hair," or "I wish <laughs> you had hair." Dude, that's like an even deeper burn. That's like a yeah. hard, that's a hurtful. Your lack of hair so, makes me feel less. That's the tone the coming out of that one. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's so defeating. All the dads on TV have hair. What did you do wrong? Yeah, just something like that. Yeah. You know, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about Jason Witten and Drew Brees and all the millions of dollars they have. And there's still some idiot thought they needed to have hair all of a sudden. Oh, Not yeah. my problem. So we're out in the backyard, and and he's like, so how come you don't ever get a haircut? And I tell him, you know, I shave. I do this. And he go, he stops for a second, and he, and he turns around, and he says, hey, Dad. And I said, what? He said, is it okay that I call you bald? Can I say you're bald? And I said, yeah, bud, I'm bald. Like, that's not that's a slur. Yeah, but that, I, <laughs> the fact it was that he feels that way hurts deep. He, he's... Man, but it was a different take. It was a different take on the yeah. Hey, I yeah. wish you could grow hair. He came you at it from I mean? a different way. Yeah. At least this was like, hey, is that is that nice? Like he, I guess maybe he's starting to realize it a little bit. But no, he will say stuff like, "Dad, your belly's so big. You ate so good. I'm so proud of you." Yeah, you're, you must have so really cleaned full. your plate a lot of times. Yeah, seriously, he's like, yeah. "You're so full. I'm so proud of you." See, I'm actually happier that my kids are just outwardly hurtful and mean because I I feel like I can handle that more. I think the innocent the innocent hurtful comments are worse to me. Like I I'd rather walk into a room my kid go, you know say like you, you know you've got the hairline of of uh, LeBron James or something like that. Hey, that's what's up, stuff. hot dog, Nick? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like stuff like that. <laughs> I, think, I think obviously the environment that my kids live in over here is probably very different than the ones that you have. You guys are, you know, uh, it sounds like you have a very supportive family, Brad. And you, meanwhile, no, I'm over here. The other here, day but... he came up to me and he goes, Dad, I need to tell you something. What's up? He said, I really like those brownies mom bought. Please don't eat them all. Oh, I get told all the time what I can <laughs> and cannot eat. And, you know, look, it's a well-earned reputation. I came by it, honestly. I mean, I own it. We all know what happens, you know, after everyone goes to bed. But there's times when I'm like, guys, I pay for everything in here. If I want to eat something, I will. And I'll just buy more. It's okay. You don't have to police the ice cream flex. I agree with what you're saying, but there's a bit of an insult in there because there's like 36 brownies in that package. Like, what the (laughs) hell are you well, and I do tell them, I'm, I'm like, y'all can tell me that about Oreos, because if I don't, if you leave me alone, I'll eat the whole, the whole 
it's like you know, the, package. the thing he's talking about is like the two bite little brownie cupcakes where they're like oh yeah they're like the size mm-hmm. of two quarters and they got maybe just a little like icing oh, or something. Yeah, or a little dust of powdered sugar on top. Yeah, something. Love, but they're like the pre-made store kind where they, I, I, I'm not kidding. I think it's a package of like 24. Yeah, 24 no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just that beautiful sweetness. You get the you And get for the us, nice it's like soft. one bite. Jason's already. Jason's going to get some when this uh, when we're done here. I just I had some not long ago. I had the 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 pumpkin spice version. Yeah, it's that thing that they come in like four different flavors, right? Yeah, tore it up. Uh, they're made by whatever store you go to. I think these are from Trader Joe's or whatever. And I I don't particularly even care for them. I don't like them. But for us, you know, for them, we tell them, yeah, you could sit down after you. You can have one of those. It's like one half of a bite for a grown-up. What's your go-to grocery store? Uh, probably Tom Thumb. It's the convenient one on right on the way. Yeah, it's, it's right on the way home for me. Uh, that Kroger seems to always be so damn crowded. Um, and the aisles seem smaller, too. I don't know. I, I got I a like lot of Kroger. I got a lot of uh, viewer feedback about Ryland's discussion last week regarding the the way that stores move stuff around. Uh, and oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, I've had a lot of people a lot of people reach out, um, and uh, you know, a lot of good discussion that that was had. Some people suggested that there's no way that they do that; like it would be too expensive to move everything around. Then why do they do Just, it? just for that purpose and then some people are like okay well i could see maybe if if they do if they think like longer term they'll have more sales that way i don't i don't know rylan i don't know why they yeah. do it i think we need to get we a grocery get store mm-hmm. person on the yep so could you do that brad i know a guy but i haven't talked to him in probably 15 years but i think he is i i'm not kidding i think he is started out as bag boy and now might run one, if not multiples. So he of, would know uh, grocery store locations. So he, he would know. know. Now let but me. Like I said, it's been 15 years since I've talked to him. Great I'll say I always had a, a just a real uh, knack for conversation. Like he's just a like one of those natural storytellers. Like one of those. Like when he's just one of those people. Like when he starts talking, people are just like, okay, yeah. I'm He'd probably this. love to hear from you, Brad. I, He's know, probably I'm sitting around you, thinking, man, whatever happened to Brad? Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, I haven't talked to him in 15 years, and I could start a conversation with him like we saw each other yesterday. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Let's get him on the podcast. Let's I'll say this about what – it. It'll be riveting grocery store. Yeah. I have I have a lot of grocery it's questions. Dad topic. We've, haven't we talked about this, Ryland? We've talked about the, the, the egg situation. We've talked mm-hmm. about the baby formula. We have a lot of questions. Yeah, locking up, locking up the baby formula, which I mm-hmm. think is Still- just a – an indication of a broken society yeah. where you have to lock up the baby formula, especially since it only really became a thing in the last handful of years. You know, the thing that Kroger did that got me on my rant last week, I will say they seem to be almost wholesale rearranging the layout of the store. Like there's going to be sections or aisles that are in different places or running different directions than before. So, so I'll, I'll give them a little bit of slack on that and say, I can understand why someone might look at that and say, well, if we do it this way, it'll be better overall for any number of reasons. Cause it's like a really big change. The beef was the way they're going about it. It was just complete chaos. You couldn't find 
fucking anything. The real, the real problem I have is the Tom Thumb that I told y'all I stopped shopping at because for 20 years, the layout of that store hasn't changed. The aisles are in the same place. The pro everything is in the same place, but every few years, it's just like, well, let's take these three aisles and move them over here. Put that one here, move this one here, move that one here. That's just bullshit. That's straight. That's straight. See Yoda agrees. That's just straight up stupidity. And it, the only, I can't understand why they would do it except that some analytics somewhere tells them that people spend more to which I want to tell everyone that listens, listen don't do it. Jason, as it pertains to grocery stores, Rylan is a Nolan guy. He really is. He yeah. really is a he's, Nolan guy. He's the old man of the podcast. There's no, no I'm question not. about that. He's I'm the saying, old man of the podcast. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying don't. I'm saying we have a responsibility to turn the analytics into our own, into our favor. If you are the type of person that goes to the store and you're like, Oh, this aisle's in a different place. I'm just gonna grab a bunch of stuff I never buy. I, my my thing is, what is wrong with you? Let me ask you a question, Ryland, because I'm I'm a uh, uh, shout out to Molly because she has said it a couple times this week. Let's be in the solution, okay? We don't have to be oh, in the problem. Let's good. be in the solution. That's so corporate me, America speak right there. Oh I like my that. god, it's so strong, right? Management so, so training one hundred and one. Business talk. Uh, and now that I think about it, she has been doing some training, so I wonder if she's been told this. So, um, but uh, let me, let me ask you: if you could sign up for like Tom Thumb email, where they would hit you with an update, like, "Hey, here's the new store layout map." No, uh, we we move some things around. Would you appreciate the ability to 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 have that at home and study it a few times before you went to the store? No, it doesn't need to change. It just doesn't okay. need to. We're not inventing new categories of food. No, but there's, but there's we're, shit we're, we're in cans. The solution there's shit. Here. There's shit in bags. There's shit that has to stay cold. There's shit that has to stay frozen. There's drinks. There's cleaning stuff. There's pharmacy pharmacy stuff. There's alcohol. There's dairy. There's meat. It, we're not inventing new categories of food. We'll just fucking figure out where they where you want them to be and leave them there. I just want to go store. I don't want to go to the store to have a, have some fucking curated experience or some new discovery. Oh, wow. Look at this aisle full of food that wasn't in this place two weeks ago. I just want to get what I need to get. First of all, and first come off, home. First off, I think you're insulting all of the merchandisers out there. And we are, we have a huge, big, big in the merchandising uh, community. Lots of merchandising yeah, fans. We, lots yeah. of merchandising people that listen to us. Okay. I can't on, believe this topic the, made a second consecutive week is really what I'm food uh, and beverage marveling at right outside. now. I know we are, we are re well represented by merchandisers. So shout out to them and all the hard work that they, they put no in. Doubt. I don't want to, I don't want to downplay what they do. Does your grocery store have Alpha Brain? Because maybe you should just go over to that aisle, buy a little alpha brain, and you'll be able to figure out your, your shopping experience a little bit better. I'm, now, the one that, you... I'm the one that had it figured out because I knew where everything in the store was before they moved it all. Do you, notice that, you're, do you notice that you're more irritable if you don't have a chance to salt the outside of your breakfast sandwich before you go to the store? Or do you feel mm. better if you get to do that? You know what? Do you know how good a McGriddle? I, again, I felt like I didn't sleep, even though I was asleep Great at, callback, a, at a good time Great last callback. night. I mean, I was asleep by 12.15 and got up at 8.00. I really There's wish no way we're bad at this. There's no way we're bad at this. Oh, this we is have, quality he's content. Feeling him, he's feeling himself. 
One of us salted him a McGriddle after watching Jerry what? Jones I, do it. I, I anyway, said, I was saying I wish I had had the energy to get up an extra half hour this morning so I could have run and got one of those because I haven't had one since that day, and it sounds really good. I almost told Ryland when he was talking about how he felt like a failure on this podcast uh, that he probably has the greatest moment in this podcast history. <laughs> the salting of the McGriddle. Yeah. One of my favorite moments that we've ever had on here. Yeah, the salting of the McGriddle, strep throat guy, strep throat oh, yeah. guy, <laughs> strep throat the chicken guy. minute, chicken minute, dude. Oh, oh my god, we haven't even done a chicken guy. minute today. There's not. I'm I don't still have anything. perplexed at what the what my guns do three nights a week. I that is it stuck with me for a very long time. Now yeah. that had to have been. Oh yeah, that's what, stuck with a me. Year ago at this point, that's stuck like, with me that, since was third that grade. This year or last year? I, I don't know. That was a while ago. That was a long time ago. I feel like. That was the bumper sticker, right? Mm-hmm. The bumper sticker of my yeah. old elementary school gym teacher. This house protected yeah. by gun three nights a week. You guess which three. I don't, and I was in like, such a weird, such a it makes no, no sense. Yeah. I was in like fourth grade and I couldn't, I, because I didn't get it. I thought maybe it's a sex thing and I'm just, I don't know enough to get it, but now I'm 41 and I think I know all of the possible jokes around that and I still don't get it. So I don't but think it's I'm, a sex thing. If I'm I think it's a really joint, bad right wing joke. If I'm casing the joint, I'm thinking to myself, I've got what better than a fifty percent chance here right, picking yeah. the right night. You've got a simple majority. Yeah. It's not a deterrent. You you'd be much better off just saying this gun's protecting the house every night. Yeah. Why and why? Your yeah. Why sticker? pick three? Why not say yeah. six? Yeah. I got to be funnier one night. Which would be funnier. The other funny memory about that is she parked in front of the gymnasium every day, and it was a late 80s, early 90s, uh, single cab Chevy, red truck. Uh, but it had a step. You remember the step side they used to have back in the day where it would have a step up in front of the wheel and a step behind the wheel on the bed of the truck. And uh, it just so happened that somewhere in that year or so period, when I was walking by that every day and being perplexed by that bumper sticker, my dad finally needed to get a new truck after having a beater truck forever and ever. And he found a red truck that he wanted and it was looked exactly like that one. And my mom was like, get them to find it without the step side so that you don't look like that idiot truck with that idiot bumper sticker. I remember she noticed the bumper sticker. Have I told you all about the come and take it person? Yeah, and I think about that all the time. Strep throat guy? We had the same. No. It was during that discussion, I think, right? The car that's parked over there by the. Or this, the it's the flag that's literally the only thing it faces Yeah, is the, the elementary school, right? school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I is for it no time. other audience than uh, a school full of elementary kids. This, this uh, I'm going to assume it's a gentleman because, uh, and maybe not a gentleman, just a dude. But uh, yeah, had a big flag off the side of his house that, that said, uh, it's the come and take it sign. Them kids uh, need to see that because you know they're in there getting indoctrinated. And it's it's only for the kids. They well, need to see that. They're in there getting indoctrinated. Come and take yeah. it is moved out of the neighborhood. No, the, really? The come, and take it, the come and take it flag has uh, been lowered. Um, Just to report the update there. Man, I, I feel like in our neighborhood, 
and I don't know if it's the same for you because we live on opposite sides of the track. I'm in Garland, Brad's in really nice Richardson. Just a street and, called Jupiter, uh, and there are so no tracks. There are no sides. A big difference. The houses between were built the same year. The Your kids go to the same school. My kids Obviously, go to. One is very rich, and the other we're just sort of struggling okay. by. But the point is. There at might my school, be twenty thousand difference, twenty thousand dollars difference in our houses right now. Maybe at my school, at my school like the amount of, uh, and I'm super excited about this. Uh, the amount of diversity that I'm seeing right now from like all of the schools, and actually, to be fair to Brad, it's throughout Richardson ISD, is pretty incredible. Like it, it is. And I don't know if you're seeing this yet in your elementary school, but especially in middle school, like. It is, it's great. Like every single, I think every single country in the, like the world is represented in Richardson ISD. Have you noticed this? Yeah, we've talked about this before from uh, one as a, like food purveyors. You can literally sure. find whatever uh, cuisine you want over here. And I know that's surface level as to talking about like what cultures are represented. And I don't mean to give the whole I feel like this is saying for a city or an area, like it's the equivalent of saying I have a black friend and that's that's because we have a lot of food places. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's not my intention here. But uh, one of the things we, you know, when you're looking at a house on one of the real estate apps, you can go to the great school ratings uh, that they post for the schools in the neighborhood, which are maybe not always the best metric for what's going on at a school. And we all know that a lot of things that happen at school start with what happened at home. So if you want to look at those numbers and make a lot of extrapolations, you're probably going to be off. Right. But, uh, they do have some metrics and they will, I don't know if they still do it, but at the time we were looking for a house, they would break it down by ethnicity and or race of how the student population is represented. And one of the things I said when we were moving is I said, it would be really cool if somehow you could pull that number up and it's like a well-represented number for everybody. I'm not saying that we were looking for like a quota, right? But I thought it would be a good idea if our kids would be around people who don't look like them and be exposed to different cultures. And one of the easy, superficial, maybe you know shallow level ways of doing that is going to school with kids um who are from different places and like i said don't look like you and i'll be damned if we didn't you know kind of hit it right on the head one of the, i was telling molly this week like i coached a soccer team go tigers uh, got a game in a couple hours we're undefeated for the season and we have uh what looked to, to be like a, a good bunch of a good group of kids well it's a pretty diverse little group of kids and it's well represented by uh the parents too who are um, I hate to even use the word, but, you know, uh, lifestyle, race, ethnicity, all of it's represented. So, um, a bunch of gay parents is what you're saying. No, just the whole team. I don't I don't know how we, I don't, I, I, what are the odds, you know? Oh, I, I am super pro gay parent on, on sporting event teams because no one is a better, uh, cheer than the gay parent as far as i'm concerned um, um have you met asian grandma okay Ooh, fair that's, that's a good one we we asian. play less <laughs> and i say asian because i'm not 100 percent sure what exact country but she's probably one of my favorite people in the whole world as it pertains to uh like this is probably my sixth or seventh 
soccer team to to coach season. I haven't been coaching six or seven years, but um, there's a lot of years where you double up. And I don't know if I have, I coach, right? So all I hear is people behind me. I'm not like sitting next to these people. I can hear them behind me. And uh, Henrik's grandmother, I, I just want to go over it. and I, I either want to stand next to her or I want to tell her to be the coach. Yeah. We, uh, she is full throat. We played a, a Muslim team last week. Like the entire team was a bunch of Muslim kids. And they had a, a really solid cheering section, a, sh- a really solid showing. So I, I they're sort of quickly moving into the lead for me. But but um, yeah, man, I really, like I said, the, is just to kind of put a bow on that discussion. My um, I feel like when I go to an assembly at the school, it's like watching one of those diversity training videos that they show you at work, like where they just like try to shoehorn in. Photo. Yeah, like they shoehorn in every single potential uh, race disability. Every, like that's how it, it feels at these schools. And there's a there's quite a bit of comfort for me in, in having my kids deal with that stuff outside of the uncomfortableness that we've talked about in the past where our kids are learning what's allowed and what's not. Uh, but uh, yeah, just need a, I think we need a few more Pacific Islanders. That's the one thing that I would like to see more of, like more Tongan. That would be nice. Um, l- lack of Tongan representation at the moment. Yeah, I would say I don't. Um, I don't think we have any Pacific Islanders. And keeping this surface level in all about food, Jason. I, unfortunately, I believe the Hawaiian restaurant that was over there, a little way south of you, went out of business. Hawaiian so, Bros. Uh, Aloha. Uh, oh yeah. What was it called? Aloha. Hawaiians struggle with food anyway. It was good. I liked it. They They do the weird rice and potato salad with everything. I don't understand how, uh, or not potato salad, macaroni Macaroni salad. salad. Mm -hmm. Rice and macaroni salad comes with every entree. It's all pork. Pork or chicken, because they don't put cows on the islands. Not enough room. It's good. I I like their pork and chicken options. And if you order one, you're going to get rice and you're going to get macaroni salad. And I don't Which, really way, go after macaroni to... salad, but man, if you get a good one, we're going to have to, you, you, you talk about how groups or, or brands or causes message stuff. You know, you talk about how, how do we get traction? I feel like a football coach here, but uh, how do we get traction? Right. We need to talk to the people who purposed the word salad to mean mayonnaise. We need, we need to figure out how mm. they got us to use salad instead of with mayonnaise. Because there are a number of things that we call salad that are only salad because you put either the, 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 the starch or the protein with mayonnaise. With, yeah. yeah he's right. He's In right. some kind of binding, uh, you know. Like that's the only thing that's yeah. If I told you, here's some chicken, right? And I said, I'm going to make a, a chicken salad. A lot of people would be like, hey, he's just going to whip some shredded chicken with mayonnaise. Yeah. Or if I said tuna salad, nobody thinks they're getting greens. Nobody thinks they're getting a bunch of shredded lettuce. That's, with because, tuna. that's because cooked tuna doesn't go well with that. I think, I think I you have to consider potato it- salad. You're just going to think it's there's some mayonnaise and macaroni salad. Nobody thinks we're putting macaroni shells on Answer top of him, Ryland. 
I think arugula. That, I think that the starch salads are probably the outliers here, and I think that it it obviously mayonnaise based or Miracle Whip based. Although, don't get me started on people that think mayonnaise and Miracle Whip are the same thing. You know, you know, just because they're the same color, those people are like forty and still eating chicken nuggets every day. But whatever. Uh, it's a shot. That was a shot. Maya just goes, hey, dad, person. hey, dad, mom thinks that and you don't think that. <laughs> I don't think I think mom knows the difference between Miracle Whip and mayonnaise. I think we just joke about that. But anyway, um, Nan, you think Nana does think that you're right. That's my mom. My mom's a really diverse eater. So that's doesn't that blows up my theory. But anyway, uh, I think that uh, probably before take the starchy ones out of the equation. I feel like you can make a salad with whatever, if it's got a lot of protein or if it's the shredded chicken or whatever, you can make a dressing for it. Right. And the dressing might be vinegar and oil based. It might be mayonnaise based because the mayonnaise is just mayonnaise is just uh, a couple ingredients off from vinaigrette. You just need to thin it out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mayonnaise is basically what oil, vinegar, and egg. Vinaigrette is oil, vinegar, and some other flavor, you know? So I don't think, I don't think they're as far off. I I don't think they're as far off as we think if done properly. I think that where we're we're getting thrown off is one, the prevalence of mayonnaise and the starch based ones and the protein based ones, which don't really feel like a salad. Cause when we think salad, we think greens and vegetables and two, that mayonnaise is just versatile and also gets used on sandwiches and you know, whatever else. That's what I'm saying, though. But they didn't come up with a different word yeah. for the versatility of mayonnaise. They just were like, "Oh, okay, you've already you dress got a word." It. I think anything you dress, you dress it, and it becomes a salad. That's what I think. That's my. Have favorite. you ever seen but, where they'll put the chicken salad on, like on top of a leaf? Have you ever seen like that? The, but, yeah. What What are you trying to prove? With here? The, <laughs> the chicken salad sandwich. The chicken salad sandwich at uh, our beloved Chick Fil A, which I wish they would bring back. I loved. I used to love the chicken salad sandwich at Chick Fil A. I don't know why we can't have it anymore. I'm gonna write a letter. It was chicken salad, which was just chopped up chicken and mayonnaise, maybe some relish in there, and they would put one leaf of dark green or whatever, like I don't know, spring mix or. I don't know what lettuce they use. It wasn't maybe it was romaine, but it was just one leaf. Like they yeah. didn't chop it up or anything, just one leaf yeah. on the other side. And what's the deal uh, with that? I think that's just for looks I, in the in the sandwich or on the plate, like you're saying. I understand Which, everything you're saying though, Ryland, but when you think about it very simply, salad means one thing, right? Like it's pretty definitive what salad means. See, if I disagree. Says, I had a salad for lunch. You would never think. Oh, they ate something mixed with ma- with mayonnaise. If you say a salad, you're correct, but the term salad seems to always imply a very broad anything that's a bunch of stuff put together and dressed. So interesting. It's interesting. like salad versus a salad. You would if you said I had a salad, you'd never say mac salad, chicken salad, tuna salad, or potato, potato salad. salad. You would be saying, like you said, a salad. And you somebody is going to tell pro- us what the somebody is going to tell us what the Latin for salad yeah. is, and yeah. I'm yeah. going to be like, "That's oh, why okay. we do this. Yeah, Got a crowdsource." But you're right. You'd have to say, "Hey, would you like a chicken salad?" Instead of "Would you like chicken salad?" Very different things. Yeah. But how'd they get that to where all you have to do is enter the the one letter word a, and I it's know. a complete. I don't know if this is a fault in English or if I just want to pat the mayonnaise people on their back for just. 
They're they breaking. Just did it, man. They're raking. Yeah, they're big, everywhere. Big man, they just did big it. Man man is killing people. It. They're in just sandwiches. Moved in on that corner. They're in sandwiches, said, burgers, and salads. Then, I, as we're we're talking this out, we're figuring this out. And deviled eggs. You guys remember fruit salad, which feels oh, like yeah. such a... never liked it. But I never I'm, liked it. I'm, but I'm it feels it. like such a why? A why did you guys like it? I'm not I a sweet. I'm not a fruit guy, but my kids used to hold on real love quick. the fruit salad. Fruit salad. What is that? What does that mean to you? Because it's a very specific uh, medley of fruits for me. Oh, okay. Well, this our fruit salad was just a combo of what, like strawberry. You know, there's banana in there. There's probably some mandarin orange flipped in there. Some grapes. No, I just feel I'm like it's about... bound by a a very light whipped topping. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was none of that. None of that in mine. Okay, so fruit salad for me has a very distinct, like, I think it was probably one of these things that was like a recipe between like 1979 and 82 that just all of the the moms uh, uh, put together at that point or got from the same place. But I think a fruit salad is like, it's got bananas, coconut, either oh. cherry or grape. And like Ryland said, it's all kind of whipped. Oh, Not sick. really thick to where you could see the whipping, but thick enough to where it like holds it all together, right, Rylan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, it, is this what you're thinking of? Yeah, I, I don't think there's it, a lot of canned have fruits in there. This is not like canned, fresh fruit. A lot from of ca- a lot of canned store. pineapple. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. I, we I didn't really get a lot of coconut, but I think we didn't have access where I grew up. You couldn't just go get coconut unless you got like shredded baking coconut. You couldn't like no, go. That's get. what this was. That's they would put was. they would I'm put that saying. in there. The bro, yeah, they're trying true. to give you diabetes. Us, they're trying to give us diabetes with that salad. Is I'm what telling you, this is we could look it up. Somebody's got a 1975 cookbook. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it or originates in like that mid-century better homes and gardens type vibe, and then yeah, it just yeah. took it took a few generations to peter out, and we're kind of at the end of it now. Now, you might still find at a family gathering where aunts and uncles are involved yeah. a large a large potluck you might still get yeah see yours is just a bunch of fruit thrown together you're, you're thinking of this one here though that's yeah. the fruit salad see the little i think the, the white think, stuff in there yeah the culinary that's, term i think is ambrosia salad that's great i think dude. if it i think oh it's that's called what this says. ambrosia that's what this says this says ambrosia you're right look at you i feel like uh no my, my food needed uh we needed Mike uh, Bream or uh, Bang. Or who's the, yeah, Bang. It's, it's Mike Bream. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't. I've never even when Bang. I was a little kid, and you, when you're little, you just want to eat a lot of sweet stuff. I never really. The I I like fruit, you know. So the idea of having fruit with a bunch of just like whipped cream holding it all together just seemed like too much. You know, I don't mind a little whipped cream on like a dessert with like I just something on, else. I yeah. Got it. Got it. I just googled the term ambrosia. Okay, so ambrosia subheading pudding. Oh, <laughs> just pudding in general is just sentence. Then first sentence says ambrosia is an American variety of fruit salad, and I'm looking at it here. It definitely has the canned maraschino, maraschino, mm-hmm. however you say. It's super it, syrupy. Oh my. God, everything's just so sweet in there. Okay, can I tell you guys something? Can I can I can I tell you guys something? Yeah. Okay. So I Googled why is it called chicken salad? Okay. Okay. Because we gonna share the rest of your Google search history for the week after this? No, we absolutely are not. Um, okay. Still there's an entire as a segment once. 
there's an entire article called The Surprisingly Complicated History of Chicken Salad. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to give you mm. just this one little bit here. Though it appeared a couple years earlier in a German cookbook for a mayonnaise de poulet, which is French for chicken and mayonnaise. So chicken's already being tossed in mayonnaise and being made into a salad at the same time. The typical European way of sorting things out back then as well. But I feel like this is a, do you guys ever see the movie where it's like the, um, it's the Harvey Dent, um, the uh, face-off guy from Batman, that character, Jason. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, what, what do you mean? What's his name? Face, uh, oh, Two-Face? Yeah, oh, Two-Face. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm know. talking about? Yeah, I know the guy, a, yeah. He, he was in a movie where it was just a bunch of uh, he was the main character, but it was like about uh, the special interest smokers uh, smoking lobby. I saw that movie. Yes. And he would get together and have drinks and dinner with like the lobby for sugar and the lobby for like alcohol and the lobby for, you know, pharmaceutical, like everybody who's getting shit in Senate hearings and on the news. For- you just imagine that. Mayonnaise got a seat at that table for a brief I'm moment in time. You, mayonnaise, <laughs> mayonnaise is in those back dark rooms of the restaurant drinking bourbon with these people. And they're like, how do we get it to where we are just synonymous and ubiquitous? Okay, and check this out. Check this out. Can I tell you guys like something? We cannot, be, we cannot let the French definition determine our future. Here. Oh, this we is America. Here's yeah. here, Here's another paragraph. C, mayonnaise today is a simple condiment used on a wide majority of sandwiches, but when it would, when it debuted, it was a literal sauce, and its use for salads was discovered shortly afterward. And when it was, it was for fancy salads, because remember, this is before widespread re- refrigeration. Mayo was something made in hotel kitchens for rich people or made for special batches of sandwiches. And the Mayonnaise was in a Waldorf to- sandwich before it was on bread. And think the, about that because I said that they that... got to do this though was yeah. like on the Kennedy campaign or was like Eisen like he was at some he was part one of, of those like, early 20th century campaign. sort of propagandists that invented you know modern yes. advertising you know like Don Draper's Spengali sector read books about yeah. as a child type situation but see Jason made a really good point though because I said the main difference is you got oil vinegar and flavor versus oil vinegar and egg. Well, the egg is the one that's sensitive to spoilage in that equation. So it t- makes total sense that it started out as like a niche, a little more expensive, a little more higher class thing because of the, you know, no pasteurization, no re- less refrigeration, et cetera. Tune in when next week kids... where we do a whole episode about the history of mayonnaise. And we I'll, do I'll... a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> we do a lot of mayonnaise talk on this podcast. I, I like. I'm a mayonnaise fan. I will Me not too. eat a, a burger without mayonnaise. It has to have 100%. some. I'll have other stuff on there, maybe some mustard if I'm in the mood, and obviously, whatever else. Which is crazy though, because you know the mayonnaise. other people. You know, there's the other people who are that like, won't touch it. If I whiff it, I'm I'm yeah. gagging. And you know what? Every one of them says though, and this is why I made my generalization earlier that uh, Maya disproved. All every one of them says is, it just looks so gross. What are you, four? Are you four? It's white. Uh, okay, so, so when you were, so when you were, so when, that's what I'm saying. So when you were five, you knew what cum looked like? I don't think so. No, this is, this just took a really weird turn. This just took a really That's my weird. point. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just, they're full he's of shit. He's right. He's right. No, he's right on this. He's right on this. 
Yeah. It's a weird thing that somebody somebody associated and it's and it's uh I think it just it's has one a thing if you make that joke in seventh grade but you're talking about I you wouldn't it eat it in kindergarten really slimy look and i don't think that's necessarily all does, that appetizing it doesn't have a slimy look there's no sliminess it's, to it it you makes know like that gelatinous noise the, like they're getting cheap either they're getting cheap mayonnaise or i would like to know where you does that hold on real quick stop the podcast i don't ever want to hear about eggs ever again I'm just, just, I don't know what cheap mayonnaise is. Just I just money made shamed that. people on, on mayonnaise. Total yeah. generalization. I couldn't really tell you. I just get the light Hellman's or Duke's is another easy one that's low, that has a lot of low fat. Does Duke's taste different though? I don't think so. I just grabbed. It's one of those things where people just swear by it. Cause no, it, I, yeah, I think I ended up getting it. a radio head and you eat Dukes. Yeah, I like, think I ended up getting it one time because they were out of Hellman's and I like to get the, is, the light or the low fat variety. And uh, radiohead guys. I uh, I stuck with it out of habit because I like to have a habit at the grocery store because I have to think less. No, I would like to know for the people that are averse to mayonnaise because of the texture or color. I, I'd like to know what the Venn diagram is for people that are averse to runny egg yolks. Cause I bet there's a big overlap there. Really thought he was about to go a different way. I thought he was about to make a wife joke or something there, but uh, mm-hmm. Good no, I was just thinking to, to, uh, no, I really like a, that's like a sincere so thought. You remember you start your relationship and it's like all the time. <laughs> Cause everybody here the- loves a good runny egg yolk. <laughs> <laughs> what about the guacamole too? That's another one that people seem to have an issue with. The, yeah, the texture. less it's it's less prevalent, but you're right. I do feel like the people Man, that feel that way are very so much. I love guacamole so much that I have an avocado allergy, and I still eat that shit, dude. Uh, yeah, we we make what does guac it do to here. You? Make your tummy hurt all the time. No, it makes my mouth and throat itch. Oh, really? Really? Well, yeah. that's random. It's, it's better. It's better now that as an adult. But if I like. Um, like say you go to the store and you get like the seven layer dip, or if you get the tub of like pre-made guac, don't shame me for not making my own guac. I'll do it. But sometimes you just want to get home and eat the damn guac. Right. I have a mocha hete. Me too. I used to, uh, we don't currently have one, but I used to, um, but Weak. no, if I, you know, like the grocery store container size mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. If I like watching a football game and mow through the better part of that thing. Oh yeah. I I will feel the like it's not like oh I feel like a little bit like uh my throat is uh got a rasp to it like it will full blown itch. Wow. Do you have a banana allergy? I have a banana allergy, but I think Cantaloupe, those two are connected. Watermelon and avocado. Oh okay. I can't eat bananas because I get like massive stomach cramps, but I love bananas. So it's I, really hurt. If me. I eat watermelon, I get uh, full blown red face rash. And cantaloupe do, too. Do you eat it like that guy in the GIF, where you just like bury your face in it? I haven't really. I've probably had like five bites of watermelon in my adult life. And but watermelon's deeply overrated anyway. It's no, one of the worst it's, fruits it's, out it's there. It's amazing. So, it's so stupid. No, watermelon's it's such, great. It's just a giant bit of flavored water that people tricked you into thinking was good. Oh, we love reason. we love watermelon over here. I loved it as a kid, but we noticed all the time that my red my face would get all red and itchy and raised like hive type situations do you ever wonder how Thanks people like listening. figured out that fruit was good you know like 
someone walked up on a watermelon shit out of the ground and yeah. eating it. Yeah. Just like just stepped on or something like, oh, that looks like something I would eat. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that other people came before me to figure all that out and I can just pick what I want. Yeah, Makes because what was the hit rate there and what what like, yeah. you know how they say we only eat like one type of banana now? Like there used to be 97 different bananas. Well, now the other like 96 12. were gross or whatever. Yeah. No, I don't they or they get or make they you weren't... make your stomach hurt or yeah. Kill but you. Like how many bananas were there before that? But that like just killed you. Like just. I think that way about mushrooms, too. Like who had to yeah, go through and thing. test all those mushrooms, you know? Yeah. Like that's just that's just numbers on the beach of Normandy. We just had it to is. throw numbers <laughs> of, of bodies at it. Like that's just. To get to, to, get to, to a point where we could throw some at a pan to put them on top of our burger. We're all, how many lives this. were lost? We're all how many human rats. life at that for How many lives were lost Seriously. for pizza? No, think about this. Uh, the I saw the story yesterday about the uh, the COVID pill. You know, there's an antiviral medication now that is in trials that's a, a, a pill. Wait, is this a joke or is this serious? No, this you is serious. A joke. This, no, no, no. no. This, is, this is serious. Uh it's oh, a the, pill. The, the Merrick uh Merrick is coming out with a yeah, pill. and it's yeah. like it's gonna it sounds like it's gonna be like a Z pack type thing where you take it yeah, for yeah, yeah. take it for five days and you know, whatever. And uh they were really excited because it cuts down on hospitalization and it cut down on deaths, and they say, Well, it was a double blind, you know, clinical trial and blah blah blah, and there were no deaths, and there were eight deaths from people that got the placebo, and I'm like how you feel you if you're one of those? That shit. Yeah, you, yeah, we're all, we are all, no matter what people think, we are all just a bunch of lab rats because there's no other way to do it. There's no, no other way brutal. to prove it. Think so about that. that. Those eight people, because seriously, how they, many, they, I, those it's, eight it's a messed people. up way to, how many yeah. lives did they save though? I know, that's, that's crazy. Imagine being the, people. The, that person's uh, 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 family or whatever, and you're thinking it was a 50-50 coin flip that if they'd have gotten the real thing, they would have had a better chance of making it. Yeah, but if you were vaxxed, you wouldn't even have to be part of a study. So Also true. Okay, let's not start. Also true. Or at least you have a very, enough. very extremely low chance. I'm not going to say, never mind. And on that note. What a great show today, guys. I, I want I, I to take a minute to give you both feedback because it sounds like you're not sure about how You've been doing on the show, so I'm going to give you individual feedback here right now. Uh, Rylan, I thought you killed it today, man. Appreciate I thought you it. had a great show. <laughs> and uh, I really, when we got into Mayo, I felt like you hit your stride. Like you definitely, you definitely, uh, you know your sweet spot. And I thought you were great. Brad, I, I do love talking about Jason, food. Jason, can I make a request real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, obviously, this is something you do at work. I think you probably have people working maybe one or two beneath you to where you've got to do some evaluations and some, uh -huh. some meetings. Could you treat this like that for me? If you could. Yeah. 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 Um, Brad, first of all, um, you know, I, I think that feedback is a gift. I've always said that. I think sometimes it's hard to take feedback and to be productive with it. And, and sometimes we get defensive and I don't want you to do that here. Cause I, I, I think everything I'm going to tell you is good and important and it's just one step towards, towards a brighter future for you and podcast. So good. In my, so, so, so uh, I'm going to give you some very specific things that I thought you did really well. And then I'll talk about some opportunities. Okay. Jesus, so he does this. He really some does things, this. <laughs> some things that I thought you did really well. Uh, when we kicked off the show, I thought the bit that you had planned with your son where he kind of come in and ask about, you know, <laughs> I thought that was great. 
great. I thought uh, the prep work that it must have taken to do that with a four-year-old is yeah. out of this world. So, and the way he de- his delivery and his timing, he's a he's a natural comedian, young. It's chef. incredible. It's incredible. You guys killed it. It was a great show. Great job all around. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate your feedback. I think we should start doing a feedback segment maybe to end the shows. But it's got to be, but it has to be like uh, Pip meeting. Like it has to be corporate eval. Yeah, corporate uh, eval uh, language. Like your six month. It has to be like that. I think that we need to figure out. Uh, how to incorporate that or bring in the sort of questionnaire format like what are you what are you trying to improve upon uh where are some areas where you could get some help (laughs) it's not ever the kind of conversations i have to have because i'm in a small business but i could tell very quickly and easily there that jason knows the the formula yeah yeah. like Mm -hmm. you you don't get in there and just kind of have a lackadaisical conversation like there's points that you're hitting and then there's uh there's a there's a script so to speak I do it. I do it thirteen times a week, boys. Thirteen times every week. So yeah. You do weekly, like do. we call them evaluations, or are we just touch and base? No, it's just a one-on-one. Just a okay. Just kinda, just so they're not. I got you. They're not normally that for, that that formulaic, but yeah, this is this is my wheelhouse for sure. Mine are uh, very much like a. Here's the feedback I'm getting from the outside world, from the people none of you ever have to talk to. And depending upon what that feedback was like, it's going to impact the tone. Now, I'm not uh, a negative. Like, I never care about fault. I never care about blame. All I care about is making sure that phone rings for good reasons, not bad reasons. That's what people are probably sick of hearing that from me. Like, we need that phone to ring, and we need that phone to ring for good reasons. Now let's talk about the bad reasons that that phone is ringing. (laughs) See what you just did is the exact same formula Jason did though. It's a good. It's an same effective. Idea. It's an effective form of communicating, and tr- and keeping it constructive. So you really hit on it, and uh, I guess that's why everyone does it. There's just a definitely a corporate formula that people fall back into. I haven't yeah. had to manage a lot of people in a while. We've been you know really lean startup now for several years. But back when I had 12, 15 people or whatever under me, I wasn't as good as Jason at at doing that we were like well there's an annual review process and we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with the organic life and then do the annual review <laughs> yeah i think i think but i'm i'm like 10 12 years older now so i think if i had that many people again i would probably do it a little different even though i was perfectly happy with the way things were going back then but i prefer that like if i'm getting a review i'd much rather just have a conversation what i've had to realize though is that people not everyone's like me yeah that there are people that are just so ambitious and so like uh, they're so type A, whereas I'm I am the most extreme type B personality you can have, and these are a lot of type A people. And if I don't do that, then they feel like they're not getting what they need. Right. So as awkward I, as it I, was for me to do it, you know, it's understandable though, because if you think about like I your company to me is one that like, you're not just trying to go and work at your job. You're trying to go work at your job, get to the next job. So there's, there's there's prerequisites and there's thresholds for everything. And I don't want to leave any gray area, at least in my thinking, I don't want to leave any gray area. If I'm trying to go to a next step, obviously to gamify it, like there's four things I have to do to get to the next step. So let's not have an organic conversation. Tell me about the four things. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Not, not to mention that, people get paid based on uh 
performance. Specific, yeah, performance Metrics. things. Yeah, KPI, as we call it in the biz. Uh, and uh, and the last thing that I want to do is end up at the end of the year talking about that stuff and someone go, oh my God, really? Like someone shocked at the end of the year when we have a money discussion would be my worst nightmare. Everything I do is so that people are completely in tune with what's happening. So do you guys know what I invented uh, about six months out of college when I was at IBM and people were talking about KPIs a lot. It was more in the context of our product and not HR stuff, but people started talking about KPIs. I said, I want to know about the OPI. Yes. What the, it, over, how... the overall performance indicator. And it's either a thumbs down <laughs> or a thumbs up. What, what the hell are we going to do with that? We're going to say we got to get a thumbs up. And if we have a thumbs up, we can party. Look, we're just trying to have a good time. Now, imagine you're at IBM and some, turn everything into and some kid from Hamilton comes in fresh and not yet bald and just talking his shit to everybody like that. But that's what we so did. So I then. watched this Russell Crowe movie. <laughs> yeah, Boy, that, it is. That it would is be around that time. I didn't, yeah. even th- I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Maybe that just got into and the I, back of my head without me knowing. <laughs> and I love, I love, I love what we're doing here. But I really think we could streamline this whole conversation here. I'm just saying. By doing a Joaquin Phoenix. Thumbs up or thumbs down. That's you all want, I need. You want people every to, year. You want people to be in your product every day and you want people to be running their business using your product. Well, start them off in the morning every day. Thumbs up or thumbs down. And then you go from there. No one has taken my suggestion. It's been 20 years, but I haven't really talked about it. Facebook is the only one that took your suggestion. Oh, yeah. How'd they do? He's right. He's right. He's got you on that, Brad. Did they do okay? Such stupid animals. Well, that yeah, but that's the point. You're trying to manipulate people's behavior. Like, I feel like we spend a lot of time trying to be like, ooh, we're going to present. We're going to provide value by blah, 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 blah. Let's manipulate (laughs) their behavior. That's what we're here to do. How great would it be if you come into your, your call it your annual evaluation? There's a huge big screen on the wall. Yeah, it's got the thumbs and, up. And you can't you can't see you can't thumbs see down. your supervisor or your you can't see your your uh, manager's hands, right? And you know if they click with the left, it's gonna give you the big green thumbs up, but if they click with the right, it's gonna give you the the red thumbs it's, down. And it's and definitely like, gotta be red the extent of the evaluation and it's gonna pop up huge on the big screen on the wall. See, I would I would want like a giant animatronic thumbs up and thumbs down. Like it's sideways when you walk in. It's like five feet long. Like, and, and it's like, like a Chuck E. Cheese animal yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it and then it just either goes up or goes down. And then you have to walk out of the room. You don't get to ask questions. Like you you either get your thumbs up or your thumbs down and you turn around to walk straight back out of the room. You can and go through language, like twenty. The language that it, that evolves from that is oh, I saw Jason walk out. I think he got RT'd. Didn't look, didn't look happy. Everybody, you're, they're trying RT. to look at your, your body language and figure out what happened. And then Jason, Jason throws his hands in his air and he's like, "GT, motherfucker, GT." <laughs> Green thumb, baby. <laughs> so stupid. You give your you, so you, you give your coworkers a green thumb present the next day. Bring them a little potted plant to put on their desk. So this guy's just green thumbs. G T G T G T. It comes with the little flower food packet that you put in there. You know, makes you feel we like you know how to grow it. We hung games like a, it. 
Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not really seriously saying that people should do do things like this, but honest to God, if it was like that, with the overall results of everybody's like uh, livelihood and economics and health of their business, would it be that different, really? I mean, really, it all it all comes down to that, man. Everything else is just fluff. Yeah, it, it Ryan, really at the end of the Ryan, day. Listen, if I could give some feedback, I like what you're saying, oh. but but what I need you to do for the rest of the day is try to have a GT mindset, okay? <laughs> I actually have a little yard work uh, project <laughs> planned for later today, so I'm I'm riding we the need, wheelhouse. We, Ryan, I, you're I, you're an RT in a GT world right now, man, and we can't have yeah. that. We like, got to have GTS. Yeah, I've been talking. I you know I like to get out on the floor and I like to talk to everybody, and I I'm I'm hearing a lot of RT feedback. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, Brad's walking around RT the cube mindset. He's leaning over the wall of the cubicle right now. I want everybody. Hey, hey, make no mistake. I want everybody in here to Ball look coach. at that wall and get a big old GT. Okay, just hey, a if, big old. If we had thirty GTs, that would make me happy. That's all I care about. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, GTs all around. Yep, GTs, GTs for everybody. All around, and to the listener who's still clocked in here, please, you know, give somebody a GT in your life. Yeah, let's uh, make it a GT like send- Saturday. Yeah, if you it. feel like sending some GTs this way, please. GT, yeah. okay? Human dads, Brad, Rylan, Jason, tell your mom to listen. <laughs>